0: Welcome to episode 41 of Mainly Games, where we take a look at some Halloween games like The Others and Court of the Dead, and we also look at the Rolling Right Riverside. But then we look at a list of the 90s board games that defined a decade. Did these define a decade, or were the 90s defined by boy bands, the mullets, Saved by the Bell, and Polly Shore? Let's go with board games because that's really, really scary. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 41 of Mainly Games. I'm Joey. And I'm Alex. And we are a podcast about Mainly Games. That's it. You got yes. it. And this is our second time trying this because last time I had to cough really bad.
1: I was going to say, so I didn't know you were going to start from the beginning. <laughs> I was going to say, and we're back. <laughs> I did. But, you know, you said it again and I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to say that anymore.
0: I mean, we even got like, <laughs> like a minute in and I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. And I thought there's no way I can yeah. do this. It was a big cough, too. It was. And it was like, and then afterwards, Mm. she's like, maybe, she goes, you do that a (laughs) lot. So maybe you should just not drink coffee when you do it. I'm like, well, maybe we should not record at 7 o'clock in the morning.
1: You know that, too. Then it's like,
0: I just can't do water. I mean, animals. Speaking of animals, these people that don't drink coffee...
1: I don't know how they do it. I don't I know how do they do it I do not know either. how they do that. People say that, you know, all oh, they drink soda. I'm like, but I'll drink a soda and still have a splitting headache because I haven't had enough caffeine. So I feel like the caffeine level in soda is not as high as coffee. I don't know. Maybe it works differently. I don't know how that stuff works. But, yeah, I don't know how people do it.
0: I've read all these studies and things. And even people have told me that, you know what? Drinking water is just as good. Drink some water. It's mm-hmm. going to get you awake and all that. I There's no, no chance. No. But maybe it's an addiction thing. Maybe I'm just addicted to caffeine. I don't know. I
1: don't don't know how that works. I did hear that people say that, you know, as soon as you wake up, you should drink a bottle of water. I'm like, there's no way I could do that.
0: No, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, for you non coffee drinkers, let us know exactly what you do yeah. to stay awake. How or do you? Uh, do you, do you, like do like these clothes pins on your eyes? You just pin them open all day. <laughs> that is what I would have to do without coffee.
1: Oh, I would too. Yeah, we were doing a game night last night, and I'm like, I could feel myself getting tired. And I'm like, oh, coffee time.
0: Oh, and it's so funny, people that come to our house for game nights, yeah. right? That don't normally come to our house for game nights. Mm-hmm. It'll be like 10:30 or 11 o'clock at night, and then Alex will say, "Who wants some coffee?" And the people that haven't been there before are like, "What?" It's like 11 (laughs) o'clock at night. And the rest of people are like, well, I guess I'll have a cappuccino. You know? It's just... So coffee, you just live off of coffee. Yes. The good news is I can drink coffee then go to bed.
1: Me too. I can do the same thing. I drank a coffee last night for a game night and I still had no problems going to sleep.
0: Yeah, this is... uh, And I
1: actually slept through the whole night last night.
0: Really? Mm. Well, this is a podcast about mainly coffee.
1: (laughs) And sleeping.
0: Sleeping. I love sleeping. (laughs) Okay, anyway. All right, so this podcast mm-hmm. we're going to talk about black adam i'm okay. just kidding because we have not seen it no
1: we haven't you know we made like, like a thousand plans to see it last weekend still we haven't seen it
0: we did everyone in our game night has seen it mm-hmm. and at we first, know what happens we do well some of it yeah because last night they kind of you know when you people talk mm-hmm. around you
1: yeah
0: because we last night we played pandemic uh season one we'll yeah. talk, to, talk about it in a second but people were talking about black adam around us and saying certain things Thinking they're being cryptic. Mm-mm. And it's like, okay, well, that's... Okay, well, that's... Now I know a lot more about it. Because you could
1: kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah, I, I int- felt the same intentionally
0: way. intentionally went in mm-hmm. not knowing it. Yeah. Now, this is interesting right now. All right, this... Some comic place re- re- released this. So they compared, like, the audience... Because mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, came out and just, like, praised how much audiences were liking it. Yeah. Meanwhile, critics just destroyed Black yeah. Adam. Okay? But listen to this. So, She-Hulk. Now, Mm -hmm. this is. I'm not saying there's a whole Marvel versus DC thing in the media, but there's a Marvel versus DC thing in the media. Because honestly, if you are a critic and you're going to kiss up to somebody, who would you rather kiss up to? Disney, the biggest organization on planet Earth, Mm -hmm. or DC, who had Batman and Superman, who were famous ones? Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, She-Hulk, 87% Mm -hmm. from critics. Audience, 35%. And then that jumps into like Captain Marvel, 79% from critics, 45% from audience, which I didn't mind Captain Marvel. But um, then you got Man of Steel, 56% from critics, 75% from audience, which I love Man of Steel. And then Black yeah. Adam, 44% from critics, 89%. I know,
1: that did surprise me.
0: Yeah. From real people. So really, that's the thing. When I go into like Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, I only look at the real people reviews.
1: Yeah, but, but oh, I completely agree. I will only look at critic reviews.
0: But even then, they're not always honest because I re—I reviewed mm-hmm. one. I review some things on IMDb, um, but one time I reviewed something and they never showed the review.
1: Yeah. I remember that. What movie was that? I
0: forgot because it was like it was a horrible movie. It was terrible. And I just reviewed it, and they just said, they just said, yeah, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't really fit into this. And I'm like, what? And it said nothing bad about yeah. it, but just it, the storyline. It's didn't interesting. the
1: is owned by someone who, like, is it Amazon? Amazon? Right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so they can control what you, they you, you but see. But this wasn't
0: Amazon. I don't. Th- anyway, I don't know. I don't know. But, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Really. And I can't even trust my friends' reviews because I've been, man, so many mm-hmm. times people telling me, hey, you got to watch Midsummer or Tusk, which both of those, if you haven't seen them, just classic family films. Just I, didn't
1: see, I haven't seen Midsummer.
0: No. Have you seen Tusk? No. Yeah, Woof. Yeah, good. All right, that's yeah. a rough one. Okay. All right. Anyway. not planning on seeing either of those. <laughs> anyway, um, so last night we're finishing Pandemic season one. We're finally having that hit the table, and I really, I'm really liking that. Yeah. Although I think we're doing something wrong because we've been winning
1: the majority. A, mm-hmm. Yes,
0: quite a bit more than normal. Yeah. But we are playing with Zev, who is who is with Z-Man Games. We yeah. kind of knows a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But still,
1: oh, I really, I'm really liking it so far. I like how every year, uh, so the first couple years it was pretty much like just playing pandemic, and then stuff happened. Sorry, first couple months, right? right. Um, And then some stuff happened, and now it's getting a little more complicated, and they adding some things in. I, I really like it, you know. I do too.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. After this, might go to season zero. We hear is great. Season two, people say is hit or miss. So, All right, so that's going on, and then tonight, we got a and d Session Zero that I'm pretty excited about. We, I, yeah. I actually canceled it, and then... Uh, they called for, you this morning. They called this morning, like, hey, look, everyone's <laughs> looking forward to it, because we've got so many videos to get out yeah, and get yeah. done, so I'm like, okay, well, we'll go ahead and have it. So Session Zero, which is fine. It's not like you have to do a lot of prep work for Session Zero. No. You do you just know what I'm together. doing today? Yep. Yep. She's going to Disney.
1: I am indeed.
0: Yeah, she's heading to Disney, and like...
1: An hour. An hour. Right after <laughs>
0: podcast. Yes. By the time this podcast is up, she'll be driving to Disney it's World. true. So if you're listening to this on Thursday mm-hmm. during the day, you can swing by Disney. They're Come by. Be there. We'll be there. Yep. You'll I, see them.
1: I don't know where we're going yet. They'll stand out. Not that many people. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's super quiet there.
0: Uh, so, okay. Yeah. So anyway. Now, I was just
1: Googling. My oh. I didn't realize that Disney is so much bigger than Warner Brothers. I thought you maybe. You did not realize that? I thought maybe they were comparable.
0: No. Warner Brothers is two two brothers. It's Kurt Warner and Rick Warner. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No. Yeah.
1: Um no, like, yeah, it's insane.
0: You really Disney's everybody. Oh, Disney's I,
1: I know that's this is one thing they're saying, particularly now. And this is before they had bought Fox. That's insane. So Disney is that Conglomerate, and it's almost like Warner Brothers, like the little second cousin that's not even invited to the Christmas dinner kind of thing. That
0: got dark, yeah. But um, but you know, you know I what do. I
1: mean. Yeah, I did not realize that. I thought maybe it was Disney. Then maybe. Two or three slots down, you know, like a couple of billion dollars, there's a difference. But no, it's not even comparable.
0: No, because I remember... just
1: crazy. I'm sorry. My
0: mind was blown back whenever I thought, okay, cool, you know, Disney and ESPN, it's pretty cool that ESPN owns Disney. That's not the way it goes. No, Disney owns ESPN. Yeah. Because before you know what Disney is, you're Mm -hmm. just thinking they're this little kids company. Yeah. But then you realize they're just it.
1: They are it. You know, they're
0: they're like, it's it's just insane. And
1: it's starting to do sports betting, right? Going sports into, betting? Yeah, they're they released something recently. I think
0: I don't know that they're gonna on start Disney to, Plus. No. Are they going to get kids into betting? No, because Juliet yeah. needs to learn how to bet. She does not hedge your bets very well. At all.
1: <laughs> I know. No, no, no. I think I read something on one of those Disney blogs that um, Disney's trying to start getting into sports
0: betting. Yeah, I'd bet on the Flash.
1: <laughs> okay, well, you're, that's um, the wrong person
0: yeah oh well <laughs> no, really the wrong person i didn't say which flash i'm tv flash Uh huh. so okay um
1: yeah anyway wow okay i okay. did that's just a side note because you were saying that and i was like they must be comparable nope they're not
0: yeah i need to turn off your internet during podcast you do okay i go down rabbit holes big time <laughs> big time
1: Are people like does she do this all the times yes Yes, yeah, she I does do. she does i do
0: <laughs> okay so we've got some halloween games because um our Halloween buddy, is coming. Halloween is coming, and our buddy's very um, Jacob. When we do game nights, mm. it's everything is themed, which is fantastic. You I know? love that because yeah. we had a couple games we wanted to play, and he's like, it, "It's Halloween." <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> "I am like, "Hey, yeah, but we've got these we want to play and review." He's like, "But it's Halloween." But it's Halloween. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> sure enough, yeah. we play these, and they're great." And it even got to the point to where we had one set up Slaughterville, mm-hmm. which we're going to review, I think, next podcast, not yeah. this one. Yeah. But um, we had a setup, We had one guy coming, and he is not a co-op person. He's
1: the person, I think we mentioned this, at, where was it, Gen Con? Someone was demoing him a game.
0: Yes, and he had, had the guts to, like, <laughs> I wish I could do that. He's going to, at Gen Con, you just go and you hear about their games, yeah. right? And the guy's like, tell him about the games. And then he says, so this is a co-op game. And he goes, did I lose you? And Kyle goes, Yeah. Yeah, and then he just walks away, Sorry. and it's like, I okay. Know. And I'm like too nice of a person. No, yeah, I will sit there for like 20 minutes in a game that I don't, I know I'm not going to enjoy. Yeah, but he's like, I'm a No, there's no chance. He's just like, yeah. I mean, he's like, I don't yes. waste his time or yeah. mine. I know. Anyway, so
1: I know that we was skipped funny. the co-op when he was there.
0: <laughs> so the, so anyway, um, he brought over all these Halloween games. Well, two of them, which were real, real big ones that I was excited to play, yeah. and they are Court of the Dead and The Others. Yes. And both of these, they're not new games. I think Court of the Dead is 2019, yep. and The Others is wow, 2016, which yep. I did not know The Others was that old. I did
1: not either. I thought that was a newer game. Nope.
0: No. It's, yeah. oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. It's before
1: Eric Lang did Marvel United.
0: Yeah. Pretty far before. I you know. Movie. Like, <laughs> I know. Yes, you, I, you chose you... his most recent game and you're like. <laughs> I know. I try to be funny. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, before <laughs> before we saw Eric Lang at Gen Con this year. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> crazy <laughs> so, how that works. Okay. So, Court of the Dead. Um, yeah. Pretty much what it is is, I'll read you what it, what it says. Everyone is already dead in the underworld and you have to join a faction, whether it's bone, flesh, or spirit, and you work to work to achieve the goal of the underworld, which is to gather enough forces on the celestials of heaven and hell to end their ceaseless war. Now, pretty much it is an area control game where everyone chooses a faction. Now, your faction can be bone, flesh, or spirit. This right here, this is the one thing, and to go into it, it's it's area control. So you're gonna choose a faction, then you're gonna draft bif- bif- different like different different. <laughs> <laughs> I need more coffee. <laughs> How <laughs> about some like... <laughs> water? <laughs> That's a callback. Okay, so pretty much you're gonna play the game, and then you draft your different miniatures, and then they go in like a normal area control. And different sides of the board are going to limit the amount of people at certain locations. So. And the control in each area is very easy. <laughs> Take that out and post. Um, <laughs>
1: Sorry, I just knocked the microphones down with my coffee cup. So they're going to... Because um, I can keep drinking coffee because <laughs> <have> no coffee. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not coughing. Sorry. I'm going to let that go, are you? <laughs> no. All right. So anyway, so the area control, and this is very simple. It's really, oh, yeah. It's really the miniatures you've got in each area. It tells you whether or not you control it. Mm-hmm. And if there's, if there's two, one and one, whoever has the... Tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, the devil or something. I forgot what he said. It's a a tiebreaker mini. And it's who wins a tie. It is the most simple. There's not like adding different powers of this person or this person. It is what it is. Yeah. And it's, now there's also some abilities you can get by when you get a mourner card is what they're called. Yeah. And you can have different abilities with that. But that's when you can dra- grab a Mourner card and then grab that associated mini. It doesn't give that mini really much abilities, but it does give you as a player abilities. So the action phases are this. You play a court card. You can recruit a guild figure, which are the figures we talked about. And you, cannot, you don't have to re- recruit only in your faction. And that I'm going to talk about in a second. Then you recruit a Mourner card, which will give you different skills and abilities and also gets you a a guild figure as well. And then you get to relocate guild figures. And that's you're always paying influence. On, there are three different tracks. You're paying influence, and those, mm-hmm. match, those match the guilds. And you're paying influence on where you're moving your guild figure to. Correct. So you could be paying bone, flesh, or spirit. Okay? Yeah. So you're going to move it up or down and move it where you, wherever you want to. And then you can also activate a mourner card with, with a once per action phase ability. Or you could pass. So, all right, here are the big things that I got about this. It is <clears throat> it is deceiving on what it is. You see it and you see all these gorgeous miniatures. And you're like, this is a this is an Ameritrash game. You know, it is yep, it is yep. and it is not. No. This is a Euro game. Mm-hmm. This is a Euro, 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 Euro with mm-hmm. gorgeous miniatures. Oh my
1: goodness, the minis are amazing in this game. I really, really like them. Our copy was not painted. And yes. I was curious why it hadn't, but I found that they had sold Jacob had sold <laughs> his copy and just got this copy recently.
0: I think that was the others. I think this one he's had for a while. Oh but really? Here. Okay then. But You're right. He, yeah, it yeah. is. Um, the minis are <clears throat> gorgeous. Oh, they're but, amazing. And the theme and the artwork is fantastic. Oh yeah. And I don't want to say overproduced no. because I don't like I mean this, it looks gorgeous, but it is a Euro game. Which oh, honestly, yeah. if you had a lot of Euro games look like this, More people, people that don't like Euros would jump into it. Yeah. Now, all that being said, there was a couple of problems I had with it. One thing, the faction that you choose at the beginning, it matters a lot less than I thought it would. It didn't, because you don't really have to recruit from that faction. True, true. And at the end, it does affect your in-game scoring a little bit. Uh, Ish. But But not a lot.
1: Like, for, my, for me, it was only, like, four points.
0: Yeah, same here. It
1: wasn't like it was, like, 20 points. So, you're right. It didn't really affect end-of-game scoring a lot. Yeah.
0: Scoring-wise, it's the influence track is where I, it's at. So,
1: Jacob told us towards the end of the game, he's like, hey, just so you know, if you don't spend your influence, those points at the top are um, victory points. Yes. <clears throat> that mattered. I think the last round, I really tried to rein in my influence a lot and start building that up a lot because right. that was going to help for... End of game points. Yeah.
0: Because it's funny how you can shift because it's all about these unity tokens. Those are Mm -hmm. victory points at the end. And you get
1: those. Did you explain that you get those through the card drafting?
0: Yeah. Now, we're going to go to the card drafting too. The unity coins, I thought, were going to be a big thing. But those are so overshadowed by this influence track. Mm -hmm. Like, I think in one, in Bone or whatever, I got 15. Yeah. And that was more than all these unity tokens I've been collecting the entire time. Yeah. So it's that influence track is really where it is at.
1: I completely. I think next time I play this game, I would want to play it so I can work on building up my influence tracks more. Right. I Because one of the things I thought I when we came into this game, I thought it's gonna be an area control game. I love air control game. Yeah. That's very a very small part of the game. It really and is. Also, um, you know, there's no, if you're there with someone else, there's no fighting. You know how Wonderland's War does that? Mm-hmm. There's not that. Which I liked how Wonderland's War does that area control um, fighting a lot. But this is just, if you're both there, you're both there. You know, no big deal. Um, that, so the area control thing is kind of a, a, a minor point. Yeah, and I really do true. think you're right. Building that influence is the way to go.
0: And it's it's got a small cutthroat mechanic, but not a lot. No. And you don't have to use like you can you can relocate different figures with different mm-hmm. abilities and things like that. But it's not it's not terrible. No. When you do that. Now I love the celestial tithe mechanic because at the end, there's another track that goes up that tells you how much you have to all tithe. Yes. You have to all have make sure that you have this amount yep. of ethereals or mm-hmm. whatever. And and so I like the whole hidden where everybody grabs a certain amount. Yep. And then they hold them out with their is closed, and then you reveal how much you have. Yeah. Now, if there's one person that gives the most, because you're also losing these. You're giving yeah. these, these to tie. They're gone. But you have to make sure as a group that you all hit eight,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So you're like, okay, I'm hoping this guy hits... If this guy gets four, they get four. I don't have to give any so I can keep them for later. But the person who gets the most gets plus three. And there's also... There's a tie. If there are no ties, then everybody gets one unity token. And you can also lose something if you give the least, Mm -hmm. which that's a very, I love the whole closed fist Mm -hmm. reveal mechanic. I do like that too. That's kind of like quacks does that at the very end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I I do like that. Um, One thing I will say is there are things this needs, this needs more court cards because the court cards, there's a drafting thing at the beginning where you get three and you choose one, you pass two and you keep going. Um, And that happens every round. But the thing is, there are very few court cards. Yeah. So you're going to see these same court cards over and over and over. And I think that's a very easy expansion or something to add to get some more variability, get Mm -hmm. some more court cards out there.
1: But see, I did like how you had Mm -hmm. the chance of getting the same cold cards because then you were like, okay, that worked well. Last round, I'm doing that again this round. It wasn't like you were completely, every round is a new strategy kind of thing.
0: And that is a good point too. So I see both sides of it. Like there were times that I never got the tiebreaker statue. No. But I knew if I played it right, I would get it. Yeah. You know, By the time I got it, the game ended, by the way. but um, it's, <laughs> So I, I, I can see both, but yeah. I think other court cards, maybe even just have them to where you only have a certain amount per game, <clears throat> yeah, and then later different ones come in. So um, I think on this one, I like it enough to say I think an expansion could clean up the game a little bit yeah, and really take it to the next level because the artwork and the minis oh, and the amazing. look of this game is incredible.
1: I... My feeling about this game is that if I found a good deal for this game, I would buy this. Even though we're kind of trying to downsize a little bit. Right. This would be one I would definitely add. I agree, too. I really like it. And next time Jacob wants to bring it and play it, I'd be like, yes, yes. let's. Yeah. I'm- so, yeah, I agree.
0: I'm pretty. So, this yeah. is recommended by you?
1: Oh, absolutely. I really enjoyed this. All game. right. So, yeah. we have
0: this shelf storage yep. or cell.
1: I would keep it on my shelf.
0: Yes. Yeah. I would keep it on a prominent place on the shelf as well. Yeah. Because yeah. it looks that good. Yeah.
1: And everyone at the table really enjoyed playing it too. I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, now do you want to go into Riverside? I
1: would love to. Okay. So, um, we're talking about Riverside, which is not a Halloween game, FYI. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, you start up by setting up the board by placing the modular tiles to form like a track. Right. It's actually a river, but, you know, track kind of makes sense too all right and then on each round you roll the six dice and the medium dice is the dice that you use to move the boat along the track so for example um and then sorry then you use one of the other six dice that are were rolled to um mark off places on your personal sheet that you're working on and the way that sheet is it's divided into the colors of the dice and they're shaped like boats because and um you're on a River cruise, obviously, that makes sense. And uh, and then you're marking off the little seats on the boats. So, for example, if you use the yellow, which has a three on it, you mark off three yellow seats. And then when you complete a row of each color, you get that ticket, which are needed for when you go on the excursions. And you need to multiply that, n- that number that is on each excursion by the number of tickets you have. Okay. And then, so for example, you might have two pink tickets and the excursion you let go to is six. So you would multiply two times six, which is 12. Um, And the game pretty much goes on like that until you get to the end of the track. And then at the end of the game, you then you got to count up all your points. One thing I was going to add is that on your turn, wherever the boat lands, you can move three spaces. So you can go back to different excursions and In your mind, you don't actually move the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, in your mind. Sorry, you, yes, you don't physically move the boat, but yeah, you do that. So that is pretty much how you play It's a very easy game to play. Um, I was reading some reviews about this, and one thing people were saying is that the rule book was not super clear, but we did not have that problem because Kyle and Tori already knew how to play this game.
0: Right. And so, it's nice to have people... Now, yes. that being said, they played the wrong way the first time.
1: They did indeed. They watched a video that apparently explained it the wrong way, and they would use all the dice. All
0: the dice is out of one. And <laughs> because here's the thing. When we started playing, yeah. we were like, okay, to, this is cool. So then you always look... On a roll and write sometimes you have two-sided sheets. Yes. So you can use both sides. Yeah. So I always... And this is probably something you should not do. I want to make sure I'm playing the game right. So I'll look at the back. Yes. And it's been used. I do
1: that too. Yes. And, and
0: kind of see, okay, what kind of score are we talking about? Mm-hmm. A, is a good score here. And they were scoring like five, six hundred. Yeah. like Good. Reef. Yes. But they were using all the, all dice. the dice.
1: Yes. So, they actually, like everything was covered.
0: Yeah. But you yes. use one dice. Yes, yeah. And then we realized that halfway through, they're like, woof. We did this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I feel better.
1: Um, Okay, so I liked this game. Yep. But I also read on BGG someone in their little description summed up my thought of this game perfectly. They said, solid game, good game. Um, it's just not for players who are not fond of ma- multiplication, which is me.
0: Yeah, that's what um, you said. <laughs> I did
1: say that I probably should just brought a calculator out. That way then I didn't have to keep Are you asking. talking
0: about the tickets? Because the tickets, yes. you multiply the tickets times where you're taking an excursion. Yes. Like if you're at a six and you have three tickets, that would be yes, but 18.
1: Yeah, but think, I'm out after about two. Like six times two, I'm good. Six times three, I'm like, uh... Then I'm, we'll okay. get the
0: answer. Yep. We homeschool, folks.
1: <laughs> yes. Isn't that good luck, Juliet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. um,
1: anyway, but yes. Yeah, so anyway, I... I'm not a huge... Ma- I, but I feel the same way about um, That's So Clever, too. That has a little bit of math in it, too. Right. <clears throat> it's the same thing. Math is not my forte. Surprise! And so I like it that same amount of love. I still really like to play That's So Clever. I just know I'm going to suck.
0: See, and the, here's the thing. Um, I found myself rooting for certain dice rolls. Yes. Like when, when, they, when he rolls, they roll all the die, and they mm-hmm. put them and organize them by the median up and down. Um, I found myself rooting for die rolls even more so than I was in that's so clever. Yeah. Now I remember playing the first time with that's so clever. I think most people were like this with when you play that game, you're like, this is incredible, mm-hmm. right? This is a great, great game. So we bought it. We bought the next one and we loved it, but it's fallen some for me. Yeah. And I don't know why it's never one of those. I get off the shelf and say, Hey guys, let's play this. And I used to do that all the time. And I do, I never knew why that was not hitting the table. But now this has kind of shown me why. This, although the theme is taped on with a boat and excursions and a cruise yeah. ship and all that stuff, this gives a bit of a theme, and there's a bit more variation. There's that ship moving around yeah. the around mm-hmm. the water, and you're looking at different. There's different things going on that you can see, yeah. and it gives just just that variability that yeah. that so clever doesn't have.
1: I completely agree. And it, I do like that. And also because, like I said, how the track is modular, right? Um, you can make, build a different path every time. So right. you do have lots of replayability in
0: this. And that's, I mean, it took the my favorite part of That's So Clever is the cascading effect. Yes. When you all of a sudden will get something right, you mark it off here, uh-huh. and you mark it off here. Then all of a sudden, from one die roll, you're marking 10 different places mm-hmm. across the board, right? This right here. Can do the same thing, that cascading, but they mix it with a the theme and those yep. and that miniature boat and all this, and it's like that's that right there completes it. So this, this right here, I think would replace That's So clever in our collection.
1: I I agree. I would play this over That's So clever more. Like I I, I am excited. I think next week we're playing planning on playing Hadrian's Wall. Right. Right. And we thought let's end the night by playing Riverside, which yeah. I plan. I made that comment. Yep. You know, I do. I'm looking forward to playing this game again. Why? That's so clever we don't ever play. No. And another mm thing about
0: Riverside is it's quick. And I mean, I mean, quick. It is very quick. It was halfway through the game. I realized where the boat was. And I'm like, wait. So it's going to be over soon? Yeah. Like, yeah, we probably have two more rounds. I'm like, good grief.
1: Yeah. It was a very
0: quick game. Very quick Mm -hmm. game, which is great. It makes you want to play it again. Yeah. And and you can play it two, three, four, or five times. Just run through it. And it's. It's great.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm excited. This would be another one. If I ever saw it where it was on a sale or a good deal, I would snag this one in a heartbeat.
0: I would, too. And it's just... Yeah. <clears throat> it, I think it hits that hard... doesn't take
1: a lot of space up in a Shelby, though. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm.
0: It hits a hard-to-hit area where it's a good filler game. End mm-hmm. of the night, let's just throw it out there, let's run through it. And it's a good meaty game. Yeah. So if you want to play it Three or four times and make that the kind of event of the mm-hmm. night. You can do that, too, and it's not weird.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So, all right. So, anyway, that's Riverside. That's It's highly recommended by me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yes. So, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely Riverside. All right. So, oh, then, yeah. now, the other Halloween one we played was The Others. Bum, bum, bum. So, The Others, let me tell you the whole flavor text they have.
1: <laughs> okay. Because
0: I love this. The Others, the world stands on the brink of apocalypse. As the fanatics of the Hell Club, not the Hellfire Club, that's Stranger Things, have summoned the <laughs> seven deadly sins to lay waste to our reality, as they do. Slowly, the others have crept into our lives, crept into society from within. The city of Haven is the key to their invasion, but it will not go without a fight, thanks to the actions of a paranormal organization known as FAITH, which stands for Federal Authority for the Interdiction of Transdimensional, Transdimensional Horrors. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. All right, so every session of the others is played with one player controlling all the forces of a single sin. So you don't use all the sins. Like, you could just use pride or gluttony or lust or whatever mm-hmm. um, against the other players that control a team of the faith heroes. All right? So the heroes cooperate, and they try to survive the sins' attacks and accomplish whatever missions. This has missions similar to Zombie Side. When you look through there, and you can choose what mission to go through. Like in ours, we had to remove influence tokens yes across the board, and you have to do it before they kill you. And then, of course, the sin player gets to then thwart you by doing different goals, and he can move down his track too because he has a different winning condition as well. Yeah. So it is an all versus one game. So all versus one games are very; they're not; they're hit or miss.
1: I was going to say sometimes they're very hit or miss.
0: Yeah, and it's just it's really hard to find that group that all versus one will hit with. And, and granted, I grew up on all versus one mm-hmm. with Hero Quest and things like that. But games have evolved, evolved to the fact that yeah. you don't you don't have a lot of all versus one. No, but you've got D anD D that's still popular. So the all versus one mechanic is still yeah. is still mm-hmm. very viable today. So this kind of hits that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's come on. So of course. Also, minis. The minis are incredible. Oh yeah, the minis are gorgeous, um, and then the gameplay is good. It's it's Eric Lang. Um, it's 2016 Eric Lang, I think, right? Is yeah, that the eight? Yes. yeah. So um, old Eric Lang <laughs> before Marvel United. <laughs> so anyway, it's good. The miniatures are great. The one thing is, you don't need all sins. You can because like this one right here, you can't. We can, you play against one or two sins. At a session, so you don't need, because a lot of people are gonna wanna not wanna get this because they can't get every expansion. You don't need them. No. The game stands alone as it is. So, w- what were your thoughts on it?
1: So, my thoughts were I felt like I needed to play a play sheet. Yeah, I agree. Um, that would have been really helpful. I actually found one on BGG that I'm like, good, I'm gonna have this ready to go. Because this game, I did really like it. I just um, would forget certain things because I didn't have something to <clears> remind <throat> me that that's what I needed to do. Right. You know, like a little play rate thing. So, that would be my big thing, but I did I did really like it. We played Pride, so if a hero fought someone alone, they um, ignored one defense. Yes. And okay. so that was a big thing, but we did om- we almost had to split up because we kind we got overrun.
0: Right. And so we had mm-hmm. to
1: split up and then that was kind of the beginning of the downfall. We lost, surprise. Um but I, no, I did really like that. I, and I liked uh, the dice rolling and stuff. I, I. I liked it. I would definitely play this game again. You know,
0: the big thing is, like you you mentioned, the different monsters do have different ways to play them. Yes, which is is a great way. Which is honestly the way expansions should be. Yeah, I it agree. just alters the the game and yeah. really changes your gameplay. Yes, <clears throat> but not too much. The mechanics remain virtually the same, but the winning condition changes depending on who mm-hmm. you're playing and and a small variations. Um, The one thing is that there's a lot of die rolls. And I mean a lot of die rolls. There are a lot of die rolls. When when the one player will send different minions and things to you, he could be rolling 10, 11 die.
1: Yeah, and I didn't understand how that would happen. Because you'd be like, oh, I get to roll six. Yay. Oh, I get 30. Wait, what? Like, how? Yes. It it
0: really, it it starts to escalate very quickly. It does. As they put, because really that is one thing at the first, like you said, you didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. But then you realize the more people... He puts towards you, it's easier for him. And that that is one thing that kind of frustrated me, but it's also, yeah, you know, I like it. The clusters of monsters, when the clusters of monsters gets around, they're hard to beat. But it's also very easy for the center to create. Now, he's not he's called the, the one player, but I like calling him the center. But um, yeah, it's it's very easy for him to create those clusters of monsters. So it's really, really good. The big thing about this is It is tilted, I think, towards the one player,
1: the center player, which is good. I think so. I also thought it was interesting how the the villain guy or the one player, whatever you want to call him, never has a specific turn. He's always reactionary.
0: Right, which is, you could tell that was an odd thing. Yes. It's kind of like, well, when's my turn? No, it's not. It's you react to everything else. Yes. So you find yourself mitigating what you want to do, because you don't want to get hit give him a chance to react.
1: Yes. That was kind of it too. And also, um, like during the the other people's turn, I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna go do this. Right. Well then after your turn, because you were playing right before me, um, he would be like, Oh, I'm gonna now I know you're next, so I'm gonna now go move all these people to you. Well, there goes my strategy that I had, because now I have six or well, six people in my room and it's going to be a lot harder for me. So and, <laughs> it was like, oh, goodness. And you know, yes. I
0: kind of I kind of like that mechanic, yeah. especially now looking back. It kind of reminds me of the D&D. Like, have you seen the real... If D&D worked like this in real life? Yes. You see people yes, attacking yes, and then yes. going forward and stabbing, stepping back. Like, what are you doing? Well, it's not my turn. The yeah. next person goes forward. Boom. Okay, your turn. Oh, it's that guy's turn. And it's yeah, funny how yeah, that's yeah. the way we've been programmed that games work. It's a turn-based system. Yeah. This one, you're right, because you could most games you can plan okay i go after her and him so i'm going to do this well if somebody goes in the middle of each of those yeah. it is going to change that what you're going uh-huh. to do and that right there is i think what what took a bit of a change in our mentality oh, to yeah. say like okay we can't we can't approach this from the normal lens mm-hmm. of a normal dungeon crawl yes because it doesn't go in that order
1: And one thing also I noticed is that my corruption, I was freely using my corruption to get like extra dice and everything. Right. But towards Mm -hmm. the end, all my corruption was gone. And if I was starting to take health points and it was bad. Right. That was a nice added thing too to it to make it a little bit more of a challenge for me to not freely go around... Getting extra dice. And you
0: don't see mm-hmm. how that corruption is going to be a problem later because no. you're like, okay, I definitely would take another corruption to roll yeah, another die. I'll but find, then sure. towards the end, you're like, I cannot. Which is the way corruption works. I understand. Intervention. Yes. but um, <laughs> So, yeah, all yeah. that to be said is mm-hmm. you have to be, and it is tilted towards the center, but um, you have to be tactical yes. on the on the all side to even have a chance. Oh, yeah. And that I like. Yep. Because you have to come together. You've got to say, you know what, we gotta do this. You've yep. got to be methodical in what mm-hmm. you do. And it really and there's there's a pride in hot pride. But there's <laughs> a pride in beating the game. But when you have the all versus one and you've mm-hmm. got somebody over there that's not an AI, it's an actual person yes. that is more powerful than you yeah. in this game and you can beat him. There's, there's a sense of accomplishment when you do that, mm-hmm. especially if it's somebody like Kyle, the guy we had out there, who literally all he wants in this world is to kill you when yes. you play your game. <laughs> oh, that yes. is it. If you ask him what he wants for Christmas, it will be kill you, kill you. Kill you, resurrect you, yes. and kill you one more yes. time.
1: He's the person who doesn't like cooperative games. He's the same guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, no, he.
0: There's a sense of he, pride in that.
1: Um, Because <clears throat> Jacob, I saw Jacob playing this game at the Gamers of the Golf Coast Retreat. Yep. And I was like, that's great. And he's like, yeah, I did in the first round kill like two people. Right. But then I went easy and they won. that was no, Kyle did not go easy. No. No, he is like, nope, no, you're all going to die.
0: I like even um, somebody asked, we put a picture of us playing it online. And people mm-hmm. are like, hey, how was it? Yeah, And I said, well, it's really hard to win if you're the all. And then Kyle just gets on there and just writes, ha." <laughs> I mean, he, he just embraces it, which yes. honestly I love. Yeah. <clears throat> I love when There's someone just... Oh, it's coming back. <clears throat> I just love when somebody embraces their role yeah. of just... Yeah. I mean, because you don't, you know where they stand. Yes. So that, if you've got a player that likes to be that guy. Yeah. Who likes to just be aggressive. Yeah. And this is it. Yeah. This is like, this is getting out your frustration in oh, this one game. Absolutely. So <clears throat> this was,
1: I was going to say, I feel like this um, podcast has a theme, but this <clears throat> be another game which I ever saw it. Going available somewhere, I would snag this game. I do. I really enjoyed this game. I do, too. It was fun. So
0: that's the other. Again, highly recommended. Yep. So, all right. So now we're going to go on to our list. Um, This It's a weird list. Mm -hmm. This is... We found we like to find different lists to go different weeks because we like to get different um, opinions out here. So this this one we found is called The Best 90s Board Games That Defined a Decade. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to go through this list. And then we might add a couple of our own at okay. the end. So okay. this is interesting because I didn't think, honestly, it's phrased weird because 90s board games that defined the decade, uh, board games didn't define that decade, I don't think. No. But it was more, that was, I don't know what defined the 90s. Uh, hair? I don't know what it was. PS
1: Station? PS?
0: Yeah, I think? guess video yeah, games yeah, yeah, were video kind games? of king at that yeah. point. Which now I think board games are a bit higher. But okay. So in my opinion. All right. So here we go. The first one. 90s board games that define a decade. First one, well, actually, I'm going to save this one for last okay. because that's a big one. One was Cranium. Yep. I played Cranium so much in the 90s. Did you?
1: No. You got to remember, when I'm, a, I'm an only child.
0: And you were in Australia. Oh, yeah, yeah good point. See that? And yeah. Okay. Um, so, Cranium is, it's really, it's weird because it's a trivia game and you can choose which one you want to do. It could be trivia or. The best part was like some something out of clay. Like it may make you sculpt something out of clay. And it's just, it's really fun. It's a different style of game. Yeah. So Cranium and Balderdash, those two were two that we hit, that hit our table a lot. Really? So Cranium was one.
1: Okay. <clears throat> the next one is Catan.
0: Catan, I can see that. Um, yeah. I guess it was Settlers of Catan. So that's what it was before yep. it became the Catan, I think, twenty fifty or something. The
1: Catan that we know today.
0: So, yeah, Catan is, I guess I can see this because this just, this is, what do they call it, the game of our generation? Yes. So, so much going on in Catan, yep. and and people are still discovering Catan.
1: Oh, Juliet, we were looking at that Gen Con book last night, and Juliet, um... And there's a photo of Juliet hugging the giant sheep that was at Gen Con. Yeah. She's like, I just love that sheep. What game is that? I want to play that game.
0: Oh, this is so. Two <laughs> things about Catan I have yeah. to bring up here. First of all, Dane and Stacy were meeting them in no, um, November mm-hmm. and up in Orlando. And mm-hmm. he's like, his wife just discovered the Catan. Mm-hmm. He's like, could we bring Catan? I'm like, well, yeah. We have like yeah. a 3D printed thing yeah. in Catan. And this is great because Catan still holds up. Yes. But then on top of that, like I said, we have that nice copy of Catan uh-huh. uh, and I had a picture of it. I wasn't sure where to have it, right? Yeah. So I thought, oh, it's on Google Photos, but I've got 10 years of Google Photos. Yeah. And Google Photos, you can type people's names and they'll find them in your, yeah. in your photos. Or you can type dog and yeah. they'll find pictures of a dog Correct. in your photos.
1: Which is scary.
0: S- Which is scary. Yeah. Well, you know what's scary? I thought, I'm going to go a little bit crazy. I am going to type Catan and no. search my Google Photos. Seriously? And I typed in Catan in Google Photos, Yeah, and it showed me Catan. Whoa. It showed me the game, not the word Catan. It wasn't reading text. It showed me Juliet hugging a sheep yep. at Gen Con. Uh-huh. It showed me Catan cosplayers, and then it showed me the board of Catan. Wow, that's That scary. is incredible. But that just shows the influence this has had, that it has been taken and put it into that AI at oh, Google. Oh, yeah. Now, it also shows that people at Google are are dorks and geeks like us. Yes. That they, well, that's they good know, to know what Catan is. Yeah. But, um,
1: <laughs> I'm glad they had their priorities. Yeah. yeah. So
0: anyway, so that just shows you how big of a Catan influence, mm-hmm. not in the 90s, but really on board gaming in general yeah. has. Still today. So, okay.
1: The next one I haven't heard of before, um, but it's Atmosphere.
0: Atmosphere or Mm -hmm. Nightmare, as it was initially called in Australia. Mm, I've never heard of it. No, only child. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, I'm an only child. Like, I don't know what to tell you. This one
0: I've heard a lot about. I've never played it, um, but a lot of people were talking. I think this is one that kind of worked with VHS tapes. Okay. It kind of worked with the TV, and my parents weren't really into horror games, so I couldn't play a lot of these. Yeah. And it was that was back when D&D was bad. We weren't allowed to play it. Mm-hmm. So get something like this in there, and I, pff, there's no chance I could play this game. Which I think this is the one. Yeah, it was. It was successfully Kickstarted, and it's going to be shipping in December of 2022. And this, I think, really? is one that Gil brought up last night. We were talking about Kickstarters they still haven't gotten. And I think this is the one he was talking about that he's looking forward to or almost gave up on. But that's Atmosphere. So, all right, I see that.
1: Okay, the other one is Magic the Gathering.
0: I did not know yep this yep. was out in the 90s Yep I can see that
1: that's well that's still relevant today
0: Oh it's so, so relevant yeah. today And this is again one that I just played recently because And I, had I remember
1: to know. as a kid being aware of Magic of the Gathering. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Just
0: because I, as a magician, you yeah. go to shops that say magic on there, and you get very disappointed yeah. when you walk in and it's this.
1: Yeah. No. Well, I was just thinking as someone not in the magic world, but right. you know, like just as a kid, you would see those decks places. Yeah. yeah. And I
0: think right now, and it, it of course Magic the Gathering has had an impact on everything things you play today. Yeah. Oh everything yeah. Absolutely. You play today. Yeah. Um, and the other one that I was going to mention I didn't know was the first one on this list was Twilight Imperium. Yeah. I did know... Now, of course, it's just TI4. It's the fourth iteration of Twilight Imperium. And this game was released in 1993. Did not know that. And they say perhaps the best space board game of all time. Eh, maybe? Yeah, I guess as far as impact, Yeah. I can see that. Um, I would say
1: that in terms of impact, but... Yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> would I grab this over any other space games? Probably not. No. But um, the impact that it had on the genre mm-hmm. is undeniable. Oh, yeah. Especially, I can't imagine this coming out at a time when board games are made... I See, they're not made to be... I wasn't going to say they're made to be shorter. They're made to be less complex. Yeah. Not shorter, because Monopoly is just ridiculously long, the yeah. actual Monopoly mm-hmm. game. So I guess it wasn't the Link that got it, but it was the complexity yeah. of Twilight Imperium that kind of probably took the world by storm yep. in this situation. So, all right. So what were some other... 90s ones that you had. Well, would add I to went it.
1: on to BGG and looked up best games of the 90s.
0: Any of them jump out at you? Okay, El Grande. El Grande was a good, yep. Yeah, okay. um, um Raw. I saw mm-hmm. Raw look good on yep, there. yeah they
1: had that one too. And then the, the
0: Blood Bowl was on there, which I have not yeah, played Yeah, I saw that
1: one too. But like I said, Ra was a big one that I was ex- well, I'm excited to replay that one when it's coming out.
0: And there's going to be an honorable mention I'm going mm-hmm. to put on there because this game was released in 1989.
1: Ooh. But
0: I'm just going to act like the shipping container got delayed. Delayed. Okay, and it and came it out in January 1990.
1: 1990. Okay. Because understand. it
0: has to make this list. Okay. Because it is my childhood and that is Hero Quest. Okay. And that is 1989. Uh-huh. For me, this pretty much defined the 90s. Because here's the thing, although it was released in 89, it really defined the 90s for me. Yep, I would
1: see that. Because,
0: as I said, D&D was banned in our household, (laughs) but I could have all my friends over and I could play Hero Quest. And we played that all the time. Nice. So, that right there for me was probably the game of the 90s. Yeah. And, you know what? The game of today, too. Because they're starting to release things right now. Oh, yeah. And Milton Bradley is actually realizing They're redoing
1: it, right? this, how Mm -hmm.
0: great this game is. Yeah. And the following it has. So, yeah. So that's.
1: One thing that, that also came out apparently in the 90s, according to BGG's Warhammer 2.
0: Uh, yeah, Warhammer 40K, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the first iteration. It was the third edition. Yep, third that edition. That came out. Yeah. Yep. So they said technically from the 80s, but that didn't in any way resemble the popular edition. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, Warhammer, as everybody knows, just changed everything. Yep. So, anyway, that's it's interesting. still around today. Looking back <laughs> at which ones of these actually held up and are great. Oh, great here. Tigers yeah. and Euphrates, I see, is another one on there. Yep. So, all right. So, there's another game. If there's another one-off game that you guys played in the 90s, please let us know about it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to think what I played in the 90s. I played a lot of Sudoku.
0: Was that around the 90s? It was
1: around in the 90s. Okay, so I you did it.
0: Sudoku and you don't like math?
1: Well, it was addition one to nine. I can do that very easily.
0: <sighs> wow. Okay. <laughs>
1: there you go. That's yeah. I remember doing Sudoku. Yeah, my grandparents would get me a book every Christmas. It was That was, but like I said, only child. Like, oh, that's what you kind of okay. did
0: that's, that's kind of ah. sad, right? <laughs> oh, I'm just not good at Sudoku. All right. So anyway, all right. hey, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, we'll be having some videos coming up this week.
1: We will. You'll see us on the YouTube.
0: On the YouTube.
1: On the YouTube. But again, email us yeah. in
0: and let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. Also, if we have forgotten any, any games from the 90s, or if there's something that you played in the 90s or growing up that is yeah. a retro game that maybe even is still good today, we'd yeah. love like to hear about it. That'd be good. All right. Hey, uh, again, check us out at mainlygames.com. Email us at show at mainlygames.com. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye.